Yeah. <laughs> That's it. There it is. Uh, all right. Well then. All right. So, so we're good. We're good to go. We're good to go. We're live. Where's our theme music? Yeah. But it's okay. I realize that's why we have uh, the noise canceling headphones. Oh yeah, that's fine. All right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? Today is December fifth. When you guys will be hearing this, who knows? (laughs) Yeah, that'll be be a day. Welcome back to the Comic Cons. Now today, just a quick overview of what we're gonna go over. Uh, Did you get my text from last time? Okay. Okay. So, uh, just basic overview really quick. Today's show is going to be Deathstroke, Joe Magdalano, and the Batman movie that is being kinda, that is coming out. Uh, next segment under that is uh, unknown to known characters in comic portrayals. So, uh, just kind of piggybacking off of the whole the Batman vibe and uh, Batman versus Superman and things and Easter eggs that we saw so def- uh, in both of those so in those de- movies. Define unknown characters. Like I feel like anyone that gets introduced has some sort of standing in the comic world, comic book world, right? Oh yeah, of course, I mean, absolutely. Like Easter eggs in you know Batman versus Superman. I wouldn't necessarily say that they were pr- pretty critical. Um, I mean, we saw you know the Flash, we saw Aquaman, we saw. Wonder Woman is getting her own movie. A lot of these. Well, everybody's getting their own movie. That's the thing. Oh, so like I, I, I mean, I would be kind of interesting to see like what what are they gonna do? Like, would they bring in like you know Nightwing or Red Hood or something like that? Well, that's and and that's uh, that's kind of what I mean. That's exactly the point. It's uh, from unknown to known characters like uh, and what i'm talking about is specifically as easter eggs is not only just the quick cameo appearances of everybody else in the justice league uh it is also uh just the little things that we had like we had the robin costume which could have been an entire movie by itself uh with the joker saying haha jokes on you batman now if that is correct that is setting up somewhat of jason todd's robin and that means Tim Drake's Robin would already be established, and there would be no Dick Grayson Nightwing no, Robin. It would be he, automatically Nightwing already. Well, not only that, wouldn't that mean someone's dead? Robin would be dead. What Te- does that well, mean? De- well, Jason, t- yeah, Jason Todd technically would be dead or coming back as Red Hood already. We don't know. And this is kind of like what I'm talking about. Is that in our last show we talked a little bit about uh, Warner Brothers picking back on Marvel and uh, Warner Brothers also rushing things. Yep. Established characters, which we had maybe three to four years with Marvel, is not being done with Warner Brothers due to the simple fact that I think they're just trying to rush and get everything out. So you put one movie with two iconic characters, and instead of giving them that standalone movie by themselves, they're throwing the whole Justice League together with one movie. Instead of what Marvel did was put a whole bunch four of movies, micro, yeah, micro series into one movie, movie, which I think was probably been a lot better of a deal. But with that being said, um, kind of the idea of going back to the topic of unknown characters becoming known now, like I said, Nightwing, Deathstroke, and Red Hood, just to name three right off the top. 
So with Ben Affleck releasing the test footage of Joe Magdalano as Deathstroke was something I thought that was kind of an interesting play, though. I mean, I don't know. Did you, you saw the footage? Yes, I can't. Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, what did you What did you think? Your initial reaction to that footage of Ben Affleck automatically showing the villain for the Batman movie opinion go? I think it's more like a hype kind of thing. You know, there are people that who are familiar with the DC Universe comic books who would get really amped up by it versus a lot of us who kind of are relatively new to the to that kind of thing because i mean my knowledge of batman only stems as far as the animated series i played a little bit of art from asylum and things like that and you know the depth of getting to know a lot of these characters are kind of lost on me uh seeing that deathstroke was more of a prominent villain i feel a little bit more in the later years for batman as as the joker was um so for me the shell the shell shock value wasn't really there it was kind of lacking only because, you know, I'm, I guess I wouldn't consider myself a, a rabid fan of the franchise. I'd say, well, I don't know. You. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. That, that's, uh, and my initial reaction was awesome. Cool. We're finally going to get a villain that's going to be kind of worthy of what Batman's actually physically uh, capable of doing, you know, as far as, uh, you know, strategizing and actually hand-to-hand combat and, you know, and strength and that and everything that comes to that. The downside to it after I started thinking about it is that if you don't follow the comics and if you don't necessarily know who Deathstroke is, you're going into this as like, who is this guy? Yeah, like Kind me. of idea. Like what? exactly where I am right now. What's he about? How much more are they going to cram in before they decide to actually get to some type of an origin story? Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't, in all honesty, I did not know that much about Deathstroke. I knew his name was Slade Wilson. I knew he was a mercenary. I know he's ex-military. And he's also somewhat of a super soldier. But also, coming into uh, doing a little bit of research on the actual character, I learned that he's also a more of a, uh, a villain for the actual Teen Titans when Dick Grayson, as Robin, was leading the Teen Titans and also going into his, uh, his days as being Nightwing, being more of a critical villain in Nightwing's comic books. And also opposing Batman, but maybe not necessarily as much as everybody else has. You know what I mean? Mm. Like Joker, Riddler, Catwoman, all those, uh, you know, all your basic uh, well-known villains to oppose Batman. Deathstroke was kind of like, hey, they fought before. So, Hmm. you know, it it was one of those things where I thought it's an interesting turn to see what Warner Brothers is going to do with a brand new character that very little pe- that very little bit of people have actually ever heard of uh but you know it's interesting to see where it's going to go okay all right uh what are the, okay so you mentioned his name was Slade Wilson Deathstroke mm-hmm. something tells me all right who can, if I'm if I'm playing my cards correctly here if I'm having my jogs me right isn't that similar to Deadpool Wade Wilson. Wade Wilson. Like now, who ripped off who? I'm thinking. Well, since DC's been a little bit longer established, did who was the creator of Deadpool? Did they kind of take that as an inspiration? Because I mean, you look at the costume design; it's just like, oh hey, what is this? Basically, hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You no, know, um, interesting thing. I actually did like learn a little bit about this, and uh, Marvel's uh, Deadpool is actually based off of Deathstroke from the DC universe. Uh, the creator of uh, Deadpool kind of thought it would be funny 
to kind of like as an inside joke to name him Wade Wilson as kind of like a oh hey look we got the you got we got one of oh, these guys too. Now, in retrospect, that was actually somewhat of a long shot because that technically could have bombed. It could have. After a while, but I think since Deadpool took on his own persona. Yeah, he, he almost as if Deadpool in and of itself was a satirical kind of punchline to what it would be to be an anti-hero yeah. in the entire franchise. Exactly. And so it backfired not at all. I mean, it was a great, it was a great ploy, but I mean... Now you would mention, oh, you know, who's Deadpool versus who's Deathstroke. Yeah. They're just like, well, that almost just sounds like Deadpool. Yeah, exactly. Right? So I mean, now, and that's the, and that's probably one of the other things that we're going to have to contend with is that people who are still coming into the comic book movies or like salt. <laughs> it's dark chocolate. Yeah, it has general to have more salt. So anyway, so the thing is it. Uh, is that, yeah, there's going to be that comparison. Oh, they're both mercenaries. Oh, they're both super soldiers kind of a deal. Yeah, technically, you know, Deadpool is supposed to be kind of a slap in the face for, you know, for DC, uh-huh. you know, for Deathstroke. So, I mean, it's really cool. I think I think they kind of took the same idea and they ran in two different directions with it, yeah. which is really cool because it that like i said that could have been terrible and it could have bombed mm-hmm. like it, that wouldn't have worked at all but i think the two characters and similarity I and feel, are completely yeah. different their at the same yeah, time their personalities are completely different whereas death deathstroke would be more of a, strate- a strategist I mean, from the little yeah. bit that I was exposed to him, i saw the uh, flashpoint paradox based there on you your recommendation thank you and um you know, it, it like I, I, it was tangible. It was palpable. The difference. It was like, oh yeah, no, this guy's more of a commando operative. You know, he's more regiment. He's more you know, like military versus you know Wade Wilson, Death, uh, Deadpool's character. He's more like slapstick. You know, kind of, kind of like a one man band kind of thing. Kind of quirky. Kinda exactly. Like, you never, you never know what you're gonna get with Wade Wilson as opposed he's, to yeah, he's kind of like Slade a, Wilson. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like shoot at the hip kind of thing. Which yeah, you know, like I could see how. All right, let's go ahead and poke fun at this whole whole nonsense thing. Yeah, but the whole you know, in and of idea. itself, it's entertaining to see. Um, but I'd be really intrigued to see. Like I said, like I mentioned on the previous podcast, DC has the potential to bring forth a lot more in depth like core characters that have very dark troubling backstories yeah exactly. something i feel like marvel that can't really well not so much capitalize on but no that's actually a good word i would put i would use that capitalize is probably the perfect thing probably to yeah. say it because no. as far as the comics go to movie variation of these stories marvel is very much more lighthearted than dc yeah. is dc yeah. is able to get that kind of nitty-gritty kind of I think only because story. I think a large part of that is in, is attributed to the fact that now Disney is steering the helm. That's true too. So they're kind of you know keeping it kind of like on the PG thirteen kind of side. Well, now, more granted, of, the, of course, more of the family fun. Side. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. For example, now I'm just gonna rip Iron Man three a new one only because I absolutely hated it. Go for it. But I'm the fact of the matter is that we were the entire pitfall to Robert Downey Jr.'s character as Tony Stark. His greatest enemy was himself. He always, like in the comics, he was always plagued with alcoholism. He's always plagued with his own arrogance. Now, he's got a glimpse of that. Robert Downey Jr. did a great job, you know, bringing that to screen. But what we what we failed to see was the fact that Robert Downey Jr., uh, Iron Man, was 
he was his own downfall. He would be in bouts of, you know, destruction and being in fits of uh, drunken rage. We got a glimmer of it in Iron Man 2 when he went head-to-head with, uh, with Rhodey. But mm-hmm. the main part of his entire thing, the reason why he could, like, in, in Iron Man 3, he was, you know, he was troubled, he was riddled. But they were attributing it to bad dreams. Yeah. Nightmares. Oh, goodness. Now five-year-old Tommy would be able to identify with <laughs> Iron Man because Iron Man has bad dreams, too. Uh, yeah. And I can go, I, 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 I can talk, I can keep talking until the dawn about why I really hate <laughs> that movie, but I feel like they are steering away from that kind of old darker overtone for the sake of keeping it, hey, Family we're the Avengers, yeah. hey, we're here to save the day, even though everyone kind of hates us, but they're giving it more of like that team building conflict, like let's do it together guys, versus DC is just like, I don't need you, but I need you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> kind I of mean, yeah, I mean, most, if not all of them, came from orphans. Yeah. Granted, of course, yeah, we know Tony Stark, he was an orphan, but he was already relatively older when that happened? No. Yeah, suppose relatively older. What? How old was he when he lost his parents? I'm not too sure. Because there was that flashback you, scene in... In Civil War. Yeah. But I'm not too sure. In all honesty, I, I really I really don't know Anyways, how old that whole situation played out. Fact of the out. matter is... There is a deeper, darker, sinister character development that can happen with DC characters that Marvel would not be able to introduce. Simply because, one, it's not written in the characters. Two, Disney's doing the helm. So they're going to make action-packed blockbusters, but you really have a shot with the DC Universe to really drive home a really good, you know, superhero movie. Yeah. For example, Watchmen. Was it DC? No, it wasn't. Was it? Yeah. It was. Yeah. Case in point. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you're good. It's along it's along the same lines. Yeah, like, but I I really do want to I want to go to this one in particular point, and which is probably going to give us a nice little segue into into the next segment. Now, the cool thing about it is if we're going to talk reality now, as far as casting for this in particular movie goes. Oh, uh, I thought now, we were going to talk about real about real housewives and better. No, why would we do that? Okay. <laughs> um, what we're going to do what what you had just brought up right now was you look at Robert Downey Jr. who is playing Iron Man which their real life situation and the actual story of Iron Man mm-hmm. it kind of parallels each other. Somewhat. Like you saw you saw like we saw Robert Downey Jr go into this huge huge slump in his own life. We maybe you. I well, I do, oh that's right. <laughs> no, like well we've all we've heard his yeah, story no, he's yeah, battled uh-huh. with drugs things mm-hmm. like that. Would you know have pulled, pulled his stuff together. Exactly. Got out and then and then he came out he came out better later on, which is which is good. So there's somewhat of a realism to I think Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man because yeah. you can almost level with him mm-hmm. on that on what he had been through. Okay, he, he, it was a brilliant choice, uh, casting call. He played yeah. it perfectly. He adapted it, and it's just like this. Uh, yeah, no, I would say it, it's him. It he is embodies it. He really does amazing. embody it, and, and and I think that's one of the reasons why I love Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark and Iron Man because. He is that character, which I think yep. is absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was going over Joe Magdalano's profile, as far as movies go, his biggest thing was Magic Mike. All he, right. was on a, he was on. <laughs> he was on a few. He was on a few shows. He was on a few episodes of True Blood. He's in the Batman, of course, as Slade Wilson and Deathstroke. 
He's also in a few other movie, a few other movies that are coming up that haven't been released yet. He's doing a voiceover for the new Smurfs movie. Uh, Perfect. You know, I, I, in all honesty, I don't know the rest of it. When I was saying, the only contribution he ever gave to a comic book movie in the past was Spider-Man, and he played Flash Thompson for a very brief <laughs> he, for moment. about five minutes in that movie. You know, so. As far as a physicality side goes to it, I guarantee you he can embody Deathstroke just fine. Yeah. That there's no there's no if ands or buts about it. Can he fill out the suit? We were all worried about Ben Affleck and what he was going to look like in the Batman suit. Now we have the, his counterpart and the villain to his movie to the next the Batman movie being Joe Magdaleno and Deathstroke. How is it going to look with both of them in costume? Like, is it going to sell or is it going to kind of look more of like, uh, like cosplay? Yeah. Like a really good cosplay. I don't know. You know, kind of a deal. I, I mean, I'm more concerned about a strategist kind of thing. Like, yeah. When I see Deathstroke, do you just see like just some warmonger machine kind of thing? Which basically what he was. Yeah. Like he's a mercenary. Uh, maybe because of the Flashpoint paradox, he was a little bit. <laughs> maybe. But you know, but there, but that's the other thing too is that my biggest problem with it, like I said in the beginning of the show, just we could there are other more well-known villains yeah. that we necessarily haven't seen yeah. that could have been brought forth, such as that we've done we did Scarecrow already, yes. but if we're revamping this entire thing, why not go back and actually redo Scarecrow about how Scarecrow should have been? Yep. You know, you just uh, you could go back. You can do Penguin. You can do. There are so many more villains that you, you could have done. Killer Croc. Yeah. He was already established in the Suicide Squad. Okay, let's be. Let's bring him into DC. Killer Croc would have been perfect. I think for like a first, very much standalone Batman movie. Batman movie. Why not? Well, Why I do mean, we have to go to somebody who's automatically not as well known, but just for the fact that, oh, okay, this is going to be a cool fight scene. Right. Kind of a deal. Well, I mean, Killer Croc and... Well, Croc win. Are you talking about Croc and Suicide Squad? Well, not necessarily Croc and Suicide Squad, even though those universe, those stories crossed. I mean, did I'm they? just saying... Yeah, they did. There was a whole scene where Deadshot was looking at Batman, and Batman caught him. Ben Affleck was in that movie. <laughs> you know, just mm. for... It was literally for, like, maybe five... Yeah, yeah. Five minutes, that's it. Like, yeah, there was no more Ben Affleck after that. You know, but there are other characters, and this is, a, this is again, this is my biggest problem with, with, with DC, is that there are so many villains you could have come and try and beat Batman. The, oh, here we go. Here would have been a perfect villain for it. Why not do Mr. Freeze? Yeah. Arnold botched that one with the George Clooney battle. That whole movie was a nightmare. I, I kind of forgot about it. The, I didn't even know it existed anymore. <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Oh, God. Please. No. No. Like, that, like imagine. Mr. Freeze. Why not do Mr. Freeze? Why not do Victor Freeze? You know, just uh, somebody who's well-known. Who's I think he's an awesome villain. A, I know just the guy. Probably a, a really, really good d oh, villain for Batman. But anyway.
But I digress on this topic. Uh, I really kind of want to keep moving on. I was kind of thinking already of casting. Who would we choose if we wanted to select uh, Mr. Freeze? And I thought, none other than who is this guy? Oh. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, he's from Doctor Strange. From Doctor he's Strange. From, he was also from Casino Royale. He was great in Casino Royale. He was also in Hannibal. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was good in Hannibal, too. Would he have done a good job in it? No. no. We need somebody older who's a little bit more... Older? Yeah, older. Yeah, I was born in 65. He's almost my dad's age. Oh, yeah, but I'm talking, like, almost close to, like, uh, 70. Like- <laughs> Yeah, Victor Freeze is kind of an older doctor. Yeah, you could do like a younger version of him, well, which I mean, would be well, this. Well, isn't was, was like cryogenic, uh, like cryogenetics. He was able to preserve himself. So he, I mean, I think if Mads Mikkelsen would have been selected as a, as a, you think he would have played a good Victor Freeze? I think he would have made a phenomenal Victor Freeze. However, the fact of the matter is that he was already selected for Doctor Strange, and I'm not really fond of crossing universes with the same actor. I well, if that's the case, we can't use uh, we can't use Tom Hardy as Wolverine because that's being thrown around in the ether. Really? Hugh Jackman wants Hugh Jackman in wants an interview. Out. No, he's already out. Yeah. After Logan, he's done. Hugh Jackman in an interview, I forget which which magazine or which internet site or which website said that if he wants anybody to take over the mantle of Wolverine, he wants it to be Tom Hardy. Hugh Jackman nominates Tom Hardy. Uh, Maxim. Variety. There you go. Wikipedia. Fandate. What? Oh, no, all of it. Neither. It was all over the. It was all over the place when it came out, and they fo- everybody found out that it was that it was uh, Hugh Jackman's last movie, being uh, Wolverine. This was his automatically first cast to take over this mantle was was Tom Hardy, which, in all honesty, I think that that is a terrible rendition of yeah, <laughs> of him. Goofy. But. He, I think he would actually fill the role pretty well. In yeah. all honesty. Ah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yep. Yeah, I, I would, uh, I would totally buy it. I'd go for it. What's Tom Hanks doing here? I don't do because uh, Tom yeah. Hardy. <laughs> oh, Same Tom name. Hanks, Tom Hardy. Huge so, yeah, all right. I could, I kind of see that. I'd see it. Yeah. I mean, why not? I, I could see it, but I mean, he was already whatever. All right, I'd see it. I, I'd say do it. Um, all right. Where are we at? So, let's see. So, back to the kind of the point with um, the unknown villains becoming known mm-hmm. is something that I kind of do want to talk about. Uh, I really don't. And, and see, this is, again, uh, and I, I really hate to nitpick DC for doing this. But I think just Marvel and Disney did such a good job of establishing characters before introducing yep. it, before mm-hmm. actually giving them a team-up movie. Yep. Um, if you want to do Red Hood, which I think would have been a better villain than Deathstroke for this movie, because you already have, and all it took was five minutes to symbolize what that could have been in Batman versus Superman, and you automatically have a Red Hood movie. Yep. Already. Mm -hmm. So you took that one scene where it's Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne looking at the case of where Robin's suit was. Now, if you haven't seen The Killing Joker, you haven't read the graphic novel, Joker killed Jason Todd. So if that is the suit Jason was wearing when he died, and that was it, and he Ben Affleck ended up taking that, you've already set up your main villain for your standalone movie. Th- that wasn't the Killing Joke, was it? Yeah, that was, that was the Killing Joke. No, I have that movie. No, right. no, the comic book and the movie were. Oh yeah. Two completely different. Okay, because <laughs> different things. All right. 
you know, I, I don't I don't necessarily know. I didn't even see the and I didn't even see the Killing Joke to tell you the truth. I should probably watch it before I make assumptions here. Yeah, but. no, because I because I, I thought uh, you know, Killing Joke. I'm like, wait, isn't that where where where? I mean, yeah, I know you know the, the Robin gets dead, but I saw it. I'm just like, I, there's a visible lack of death here. Yeah, and I mean, not to spoil anything, but I mean, like everybody should know this story by yeah, now. You, you would think, but you know, but I think that's my biggest thing is that. Why are you setting up characters that nobody really knows about? Yeah. That's my big problem, is why are you setting up characters that nobody really knows about? Like why Red, even bother? Like Red Hood, and not even gloss on it? And not even gloss on it. Not gloss on it once, yep. ever, and not even a hint, yeah, nothing. Just, just be gone with it. It's like, oh, look, this could be... A pa- uh, hey, this could be something. But <laughs> you know, that's what I said, like, in the beginning, that's what uh, it was. It was a, an Easter egg. Yeah. That's what I refer to it as. That, that's what I would do. That, because it's basically what it is. It's just an Easter egg. Yep. It was something that this might be a thing later on. But it might not. Who knows? Yep. You know, and that, and it, then when Ben Affleck released released the test footage for Deathstroke, we're like, oh, okay, this is going to be the, the next the, Batman villain. This is going to be the direction they're going. Okay. All right. So, um, I really don't, I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Because I really don't. I don't see the point of setting up something that might be something, yep. but then might not be anything yeah. without having other well, characters established first. That's what I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's get your point of view. So no, the thing that comes across when you mentioned about Easter eggs, I remember Iron Man, the first Iron Man, right? The first Iron Man that came out, we saw in the scene where uh, Tony Stark was being, you know, deconstructed by his mechanic, by by his robot arm, oh, and yeah. Pepper Potts walks in. Uh-huh. You could see in a brief, uh, a brief shot when the when the camera's behind Tony facing Pepper, in the bottom left corner, you see the Captain America shield, the yeah. same one that you saw in the second movie, where he's just like when when uh, Phil Coulson walks in, he's like, well, what are you doing with this? Yeah, it's like that's perfect. Give me that. Well, that same shield was in that first one. Yeah, for like maybe like twenty frames. If you blinked, you would have missed it. Yeah, seriously. And then of course, you know when uh, when Rhodey walks through, and you know Tony Stark's tells him, "Hey, keep keep the skies clear," while he like flies away. You see Rhodey look back at the all the, the chrome suit and be yeah. like. Next time, baby. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, War Machine. And then that, you know, something like that. And they actually acted on it the next movie. Now, of course, yeah, the, exactly. uh, the the Captain America shield is kind of like just a here it is kind of thing, even though it looked like it was like a flimsy piece of plastic. But I think that was the cool part about it, though, uh-huh. is that it we did, we knew it was a cool thing. And we had an idea that, yes, Marvel Disney is doing more movies because mm-hmm. later on we found out we're getting an Avengers movie. Yeah. You know. But did they. I don't. Did they know that back then when yeah. the first Iron Man came out? I don't uh, think the, so. Because the cutscene at the end of Iron Man One uh-huh. is still setting up everything as it went along. That's why all these movies kind of intertwined with each other, right? Which was pretty cool. So then, I mean, see the the and this is the thing now. You know, going back to, going back to that same point. It's just it is one of those things where it's just why are you making characters who have no established point other than this might be something you know that's what i'm talking about yeah i know so so yeah the first iron man was still under paramount when it was for when it was first released 
So oh yeah, they, but Disney when, had it. Disney hadn't bought it yet. Yeah, no. So yeah, the first Iron Man was released, and they generated like all this hype and like, oh, what's going on? And so, with that said, I mean, you introduced the War Machine, and you went with that in the next movie. Now, of course, you brought in Warmonger. All right, yeah, that's a good introduction kind of thing. And then you brought in Whiplash. You didn't really further. Who didn't so, really do much of anything in that movie? Yeah, yeah. Which it, because he's one of Iron Man's. Like, biggest villains mm-hmm. on top of the Mandarin, Hell, on top of it all, don't too. Don't get me started. We won't go back to Iron Man Please 3. Don't. But Let's it should have been, there should have been more to that. Yeah. You yeah. know, already yeah, going into it. Much to that. So, anyway. Okay, so I do want to know what you think about them not having established characters in the DC, in the DC cinematic universe. I mean, I think. I think we kind of are in agreement here when we say that they are go- they are speeding through this to desperately catch up to Marvel, and it's you know, they need to pump the brakes a little bit and really you know develop these characters, make their own little standalone movies. Like like you said, they would have been able to isolate just that plot line. I mean, imagine that a live action cinema blend of the Killing Joke, where Jesus. you have the Joker take out oh Robin. Oh my God! That I mean. Where's where's Warner Brothers right now? They I would throw. I would be throwing. I yeah. would be throwing my money at them just to shut up and take it. Yeah, kind of a deal. I if mean, I got a live action The Killing Joke. Yep. Movie. Oh, forget it. Yep. Yeah. yeah I guarantee you that movie would have sold by itself. Yes, it would have. You know, the whole Batman versus Superman would have sold by itself. But... You could have made. You could have made three movies, out of a Superman trilogy. Just for funeral for a friend for the death of Superman with Doomsday. It, do, why, 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 why cram all of it into one movie which was felt so rushed? Nobody had any time to get any sense of a character or level with anybody. It's I mean, just I don't even think Martha. Really? <laughs> That's the only thing anybody ever leveled with, and the entire scene after that was Ben Affleck going in kicking everybody's ass and that was it like everybody lo- I-, I knew at that moment i peed a little bit <laughs> what i saw what i saw ben affleck punch that guy into the floor not in the head he punched him into the floor done done excuse me take I my to, i need to go to i will buy batman tickets forever <laughs> as long as ben affleck is playing batman now which is something two years ago I would have said, Ben Affleck, let me kick you in the nuts. Now, don't ever speak to me about him playing another superhero. Never again. Yep. So, anyway. All right. So, we're going to move on topics here. All right. We're going to keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Next segment. What are we talking All about? Right. Uh, let me see. Let me pull up my notes here. What's this I'm hearing about? We were thinking about... We were going to jump into a segment called... Uh, oysters, clams, and cock. Wait, what? No. No, um, <laughs> no we had, just had them. Uh, no. Yeah, let, let's go ahead and push that for later. Okay. Let's talk about this because this, you know, we're, we're, we're riding on DC right now. Right. So, well, so let's, let's keep riding on DC. So, uh, recent news is that Joe Magdalano on Twitter just started following Army Hammer. Now, usually what happens during this whole kind of DC films and what we've started realizing is that anybody who's on a certain movie will start following other people. Who are about to join the cast before, yeah, about before they're about to be announced. So, take for instance, uh, Ben Affleck friended Joe Magdaleno right before 
right before yeah uh, they showed the footage for Deathstroke. So everything that from what like I said all skepticism and de- speculating here, everything that is going on is that Warner Brothers has always had the idea of saying unite the seven, but there have only been six characters introduced. Big problem there. Yep. And that's what everybody's saying. Where's Green Lantern? Where's Green Lantern? Where's Green Lantern? He's part he, of, yeah. like, he's part of, you know, this. Like, he needs to be one of the founding members of the Justice League. Yep. Okay, so that being said, for a long time, for the past couple years already, everybody had been speculating, like, if they're going to do a Green Lantern movie, we kind of had 2019, 2020 for a Green Lantern Corpse movie. So there's going to be one... So there's not going to be one Green Lantern. There's going to be multiple Green Lanterns, and they're just going to find a bunch of people to fill those spots. Hmm. So now you have, uh, as far as characters go, you have Hal Jordan, yep. which was Ryan Reynolds, you know, as Green Lantern before, which did terribly. But nonetheless, the character needs to come. Mm-hmm. So it's either Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, or John Stewart right now, which they could necessarily do, which are three of the main Green Lanterns who do end up protecting, like, this realm. John, no, 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 John Stewart, like, as in the character, right? John Stewart not as John, in the character. Not John Stewart no, not that John Stewart. Okay. <laughs> no, John Stewart, he's one of the Green Lanterns. He's, uh, right. basically everybody knows that he's the Black Green Lantern. That's who he is. Oh, okay. So I don't think so, Hammer's going to play him. No. So he's either playing Guy Gardner or Hal Jordan. Now, I would much rather have him play Guy Gardner because Guy Gardner's kind of dickish, (laughs) you know? So, and Army Hammer has that tendency to kind of, if you saw the man from Uncle, he kind of came off that way. So I could see that Green Lantern being portrayed. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, Hal Jordan's kind of a light, kind of upbeat, funny, but also Mm -hmm. serious when need to be, which Army Hammer could possibly, could probably do at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, I could totally see it. But the fact is, is that now, like I said, just speculation, anything that I've read leading up to this point and this and this show right here is simply the fact that now they're saying Green Lantern is going to play a huge role in this movie or not necessarily a huge role, but a very, very pivotal scene in this movie to be introducing Darkseid. Well, is he gonna punch up, try to uppercut him, and then get and then just gets a bit, wall, yeah, just gets beaten down again, bitched down by a bunch of machines. Exactly. All right. right? That I would laugh, and right. I would totally, I would, I would pay money to see that. But see, here's the thing: like, why go through, <laughs> why go through all of this with no character development whatsoever? Yep. You know, if you wanted to do three movies right off the bat, you do the Batman, you do uh, Man of Steel. And you do Green Lantern. Three main characters right there. Or, instead of Green Lantern, you want to do Green Lantern later, you do the Batman, Man of Steel, and Wonder Woman. Isn't that what they're kind of doing? Well, they put Bat- they put Man of Steel, and then Batman vs. Superman. And then Wonder and Wonder now Woman. they're going to do another now what, Man of Steel movie. Now what they should have did was they should have done Man of Steel. That was fine. Yes. And then bring the in Batman. the Batman, as in Ben Affleck's The Batman. Then, then Batman versus Superman. Then Batman versus Superman. And then, okay, can we forgive them for bringing in Wonder Woman now? Yes. No. I mean, did we, did, should we have, should her introduction be warranted before Batman versus Superman? I would say cameo. Cameo in, in Batman each one of those movies to be introduced 
for Batman versus Superman. I would have taken that a lot easier than a throwing scene. all three of them into the same movie. Well, yeah, yeah, because then at least you would have been able to piecemeal it all together. That, oh, hey, instead of like, you know, when that trailer dropped where, you know, you see, you know, Darkseid just like obliterate Doomsday. half of, yeah, Doomsday. Yeah, Doomsday, that's what I said, right? Uh, no, you said Darkseid. Darkseid is going to be the main I'll character that post. Justice League. So when Doomsday obliterates almost half of, you know, half of Metropolis, Metropolis and then you just see like Wonder Woman shield coming out, it's just like, what is going on? But of course, you know, they kind of spoiled it when someone announced that, you know, that one no-name actress who we only saw in Fast and the Furious <laughs> 6 was going to play her. And, you know, I had my reservations. I'm like, she's not like anything like the OG. She's... No. I mean, in my mind, Amazonians, right? They're supposed to be huge. Yeah. She was, Which she like, stands pretty tall. Yeah, she does. I mean, that's just her. But, I mean, like, they're supposed to be like... Yeah, they're supposed to be masculine. Maybe. But. Yeah, I'll get. I'll I'll go with masculine. Masculine's a safe term. Yeah. Well, uh, no, no, they were just bigger, like yeah. proportionally. I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just like watching it from you know the Flashpoint paradox, and it's just like yeah, they're like notably like almost like three feet taller. Yeah. Than <laughs> everyone there. But I digress. The fact of the matter is, like, I feel the execution, of course, is all rushed. Blah 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 blah. But had we gotten the Batman movie before Batman versus Superman, and of course, indeed, have you know Wonder Woman make her small little guest star appearances? Yes, okay, we get it. She needs her own little, her own uh, spinoff movie to introduce her, exactly. Even more so. But now I'm more curious. What would her backstory bring forth into what would be the Justice League movie? Other than hey, let's establish Wonder Woman as a very prominent character. Nothing. It literally would have done nothing. Because if they would have pieced her in, in, let's say, okay, so an order that they would have done it was Man of Steel, because it came out first, because they recast as Henry Clavel right off the bat. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So, have her make an appearance somewhere in Man of Steel, ha- interaction with, with Superman, something. Something minimal. Didn't even have to be that big of a deal. Even, even, if, she was, even if she was in her, like, civilian clothes cameo, like, she was... Trying to do, yeah. In uh, in the Batman vs Superman, you know what I just realized? What you were kind of describing, how Natasha Romanoff is making her little guest star appearances in all the Iron Man movies, yeah. only to become a very prominent figure in the Avengers. Absolutely, pre- could not have said it better. That is exactly what they should have done. But do you think someone would have been like, oh, DC did, uh, Marvel did that? No, you guys are just copying Marvel. No, no, I don't think so, because. Uh, Necessarily, they are two completely different characters. Mm-hmm. First of all, the second thing is is that she's a very she now Black Widow became a prominent character. Yep. Wonder Woman already is a prominent character. But how they were playing it off is that she's you know what she is. Yeah, like you're she's Who side she's side you? chick. Who do you know here? <laughs> exactly. Every frat party imaginable. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But see, that's the thing too. Small doses led into something good yep instead of one big dose and you killed the patient <laughs> yeah i can relate i mean no you know it is one of those things anyway all right so enough bashing on dc this whole episode should just be called dc gets ripped <laughs> <laughs> <Seriously>. r.i.p dc <laughs> there we go that should be the name of this but this episode 
Anyway, so uh, now last show, something very excited. I, I definitely am very excited for this. Is uh, we were talking about Bandcast. Yes. We were talking about doing uh, some of the older Batman movies, uh, casting for some future movies. Uh -huh. uh, we definitely did want to do Star Wars and do those things. Now, here is the biggest thing: is that Excuse you me. are going to have to forgive both of us, probably for not knowing certain names, maybe not knowing some of the movies that they have been in. Maybe necessarily roles that other actors have played in other movies that were as big that might not have fit inside the certain movie, but we think is just something that's going to be fun, kind of lighthearted, just to see. And based just, off of what we know of each the, actor, uh, each how actor they were, and each character, exactly. Who were, perfect? Yeah. So basically, you know, just to some of the uh, the fan cast. Who we would want, to, who we would think would play and knock out of the ballpark. Yeah. Certain characters. For example, um, well, not for example. What was the first, What was the movie we were going to do this week? We did want to try and start doing episode one of Star or episode four. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We wanted to start doing episode four, A New Hope of Star yes. Wars, because to recast it. Yeah, because only because I feel like we can't really. Do uh, episode one again only because well I mean it's relatively fresh. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll oh, get to the that. past ten years yeah yeah, yeah sure. I mean, I mean, last ten to I said, fifteen relatively yeah. and we were talking about re re rebooting a nineteen seventy seven Star Wars yeah now of course cosmetically graphics wise it could do use an upgrade but that's what gave it its very um uh what's the word I'm looking for nostalgic nostalgic. There's another one I was going to use. Whatever. I'll forget it. It's out of post. Noir. Terrible word to use. Post. post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should just have like an air horn. <laughs> That's exactly what it'll be. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. A very, a very nostalgic. Only 1977. Those graphics. Those, the, that, that CGI. The, that the visual. Spend, the visual. The, yeah. the visual effects. Mind blown. That's basically what it was, but now oh, you're looking at seventy-seven, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I mean, you look at it today, and we're just like, ah, this is like, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, <laughs> like you can actually see the little toothpick that the, that the Millennium Falcon's riding. Yeah, but exactly. The fact of the matter is, if we were to recast Episode Four, who would we choose? Who would we want to see, and why they should do it? Yeah, basically. So next week, what we are going to do? We're going to bring in the fantasy cast. In fact, we'll probably put it on the top of the list. In fact, we'll probably dedicate the entire episode to that. So, it's all to you, sparkling little wiggles. Stay puss. We will get your, well, we'll fill your ears up with all of our bogus. On who we think will be the best cast that we can possibly imagine for. Star Wars Episode 4, a So, y'all stay classy. And, yep. And as always, we are the Comic Cons. My name is Jay Valjalo, my co-host Lou here. We will see you next week. Boom!